0: Welcome to Fact or Folklore. I'm Tim
1: and I'm Amy, and welcome to episode five. Man, can you believe we've already done five of these things? That's
0: quite a many. Quite
1: a many. Yeah. Have you heard of that? <laughs> no. Quite a many. Uh, so, how's your day?
0: It's been good. A little tired, but uh, I'm still kicking. How about you?
1: I'm had a way better week than I did last week. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. Last
0: week wasn't. Uh, that was that Mercury Rising thing, <laughs> or <laughs> whatever it was something like that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, have you seen the movie The Conjuring?
0: No, I haven't. I've heard of it. Uh, I just... Is it something about a bird? The condor? The condor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Okay. So, basically, a quick summary about this movie is it's about a pair of paranormal investigators, husband and wife, the Warrens, who investigate this house that has paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the house was based loosely off of real-life events, and the parent family purchased this house in 1971. And as soon as they moved into the house, they realized that something wasn't right with this house. There was a lot of activity. And in fact, the oldest daughter, Andrea, when she walked in, she saw a man in the room. And he was kind of just watching the previous resident. She said hi and was very polite. And she came back and the guy was gone. That night, there was a lot of activity, just a lot of rustling, doors opening and closing. The youngest daughter, Cindy, heard a voice that told her that dead soldiers were buried in the walls. Wow. At first, it was all the ghosts were really friendly. There's claims that there was a younger woman who would come and tuck in the children at night and give them a kiss. And they kind of played with the ghosts. And it was more, you know, interrupting throughout day to day. But there was nothing really scary. Um, But then things started picking up. More and more stuff was happening. And so then Mrs. Perrin decided to hire two investigators. Ed Warren and his wife, Lorraine. Lorraine was a psychic. And they brought them into the home to kind of investigate. So the house had a lot of activity. It was known that people had hung themselves in this house. A home to a lot of tragedy. There So were a lot of spirits hanging around. <laughs> um, a lot of things were going on. But what really kind of led to the house getting even more haunted is they decided to do a seance in the room. That unleashed demonic beings that kind of filled the house. And one most famous one was the spirit of Beth Sheba. And Beth Sheba actually did reside in the house in the 1800s. And she was known in the town as someone who worshiped Satan. What was her name? Beth Sheba
0: Beth, and her last name was Sheba?
1: No. Or that one more? Beth Sheba Sherman.
0: Okay,
1: gotcha. Yeah. So, during Bathsheba's time in real life, when she was alive, she was known to have all these satanic practices, and she was actually accused of murdering a child. Um, when the child was in her care, a sewing needle was impelled into the ba- back of the baby's neck, and the baby oh died. God. So she went on trial. She was actually acquitted of the murder. Mm-hmm but the townspeople all really thought that she did it, and she kind of lived her life with this guilt kind of following her around. Everyone just assumed she was guilty, even though she was acquitted. So once the Warrens did this seance, this spirit possessed Mrs. Perrin and levitated her off the ground, threw her across the house, and after that, there's just a lot more activity and a lot more evil spirits and spirits that were trying to do harm to the Perrin family. So they ended up leaving. Well, since then, now this par- this new paranormal investigator Corey Heinzen has bought the house, and they plan to restore the house, fix it up, and open it to the public. Uh, Corey says the house is still very haunted. He has trouble sleeping there at night. Pretty soon, hopefully by the end of the year, you can go and go on a tour and see if you feel or see or hear any of these haunts. I would not
0: spend the night
1: there. I would not spend the night there. Yes, you would. You just bring your dog. Yeah, would bring my dog. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to talk about haunted houses. Tim, do you have any experience with this house? I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I've had a couple, but the most clear voice that we come up with was the one that we were out in the man room, probably around three or four in the morning, and we were asking if there were any spirits here, and we asked, you know, if they could tell us their name, and so the one we come up with was the one that says, hey...
1: Hey, Tim... It's me. Ricky. I
0: am Ricky. Yeah. And uh, so that was the better. We got several others, but that was about the best one so far that we've gotten here.
1: Um, well, let's go ahead and play the Ricky one for everyone, because oh. not everyone can hear it. Yeah. We're going to play the clip, and here you go. So tell us what you think, and hopefully you can hear it. But, Tim, since then, have you had any other experiences? You
0: know, the funny thing is, uh, last week, the day after we saw Janelle, Mm -hmm. our medium, I was laying in the bedroom. Nobody was home, just by myself. And I was starting to fade away. And I woke up because I felt something, like, either stood on the bed or sit on the bed. And then uh, I felt my covers kind of being pulled down off my shoulders. It wasn't a whole lot, but it just kept moving, like, back and forth. Or, like, somebody was trying to get my attention. I didn't freak out or anything. I don't get scared when this happens. I'm just interested in seeing how far we can take this to see, you know, who or what or what they're trying to tell me. And then, so I kind of sat up and looked around. There was nothing around. And then I laid my head back on the pillow, and I heard a faint, but it was a a lady's either a scream or a, hey, Tim, or something. I couldn't really make it out, but it came out through the pillow because my ear was down on the pillow itself. So it wasn't out of my ear that was up, you know, up in the... In the it was like
1: coming from underneath
0: the underneath bed. Underneath the pillow, the bed, whatever it was, it was coming through the pillow, which was... I've never had anything like that before. Maybe i am learned how to do it without the... The recorder now? Yeah. Did, did you
1: take out the recorder at all?
0: No, I should have. Yeah. But remember, she said if you tune in, you might be able to hear them. Yeah. So... Did you recognize the voice? No, not at all. I just know it was a female voice. So, I mean, it could have been Morgan, it could have been Belinda. one or the other. Yeah. Or it could have been some other female. Hmm. How about you?
1: I haven't experienced anything in my house, Mm -hmm. but here, I mean, we talked about it. We've heard a lot of those voices. There was a time where we were in this actual room, actually, and... We were just asking if there's a ghost around to make themselves known and the TV turned on. And that TV, we didn't even have a remote for that TV. I remember that. Yeah. And so the only thing that we can possibly explain is maybe that was on the same frequency as a garage door opener. But this was like two o'clock in the morning and I can't imagine anyone nearby would be opening the garage. I didn't hear anything. Um, But that was pretty, pretty crazy. Some of the reasons that could cause houses Uh to be haunted, and there's four typical reasons why a house is haunted. And I kind of want to break down about why maybe some of this is happening. So the first thing is that a tragedy happened there. So it could be that someone died. And I guess they tend to attach themselves to a specific object. So an example would be if a child died, and they had a favorite toy, Uh they might attach themselves to that toy. You
0: know, I've heard that. Usually it's something like metal or like a refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah, they usually attach something metal for some reason.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's something with like the element or something that causes the energy to like Uh bind to that. But they say if if your house is haunted and you can find the object that they're attached to, Mm -hmm. if you remove the object, then your house will no longer be haunted. The other reason why houses are haunted is it could just be a loved one that's watching over you. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, usually, obviously, they're very peaceful spirits because they're someone who's protective of you. They might even leave you gifts. And I know we talked to your daughter, Stephanie, and she always talks about monarch butterflies Mm -hmm. being around. Yeah. yeah. And right after we talked, With Janelle about Bindi, that day, we ended up going swimming afterwards. And in my backyard, there were all these monarch butterflies. We we saw probably like six or seven. And we don't get that many butterflies at my house. So that was very unique. Another typical reason why houses are haunted are if a spirit has unfinished business. And usually Uh these spirits can actually interact with you because they're trying to figure out how they find peace. So they're kind of looking around, trying to figure out what they need to do to move on. Uh Um, And those are situations where I think Janelle was talking about where she spends an hour every week Helping these souls to the light. So, those are the kind of spirits that reach out to her. Um, And then the last one, you invite them in. Yes, I do. So, right. And so, they could either attach themselves to you. So, these things that you're hearing could actually be just attached to you because you invited them in or because you invited them into your house, you're there now in your house. And this could be anywhere from asking them to come into your space or it could be through occult practices like the Ouija board and so forth. So those are some of the typical ways that ghosts will kind of haunt your areas. I think in this house specifically, it was caused because you invited Mm them. Yeah, I think so. Because mm-hmm. I felt like right after you did that's where we really started hearing a lot more. How about,
0: is residual on there?
1: Um, so that's kind of goes back to that tragedy where if there was a tragedy, then... I see. then they their energy kind of fuses with an object Uh and it's kind of like residual energy there but i think residual energy can be based on any of these but usually a traumatic event and if you can imagine if there's any sort of trauma there's going to be a heightened energy there so that makes sense that the energy would stick to it
0: yeah it could get trapped and... Mm -hmm.
1: and the residual energy is where you're going to have more of like the consistent knocking, the routine. Uh, But like I said, my house supposedly was haunted. If you want, I can go ahead and give my dad a call. Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay, so we're going to give my dad a call. Uh, I'm going to call him dad, but he goes by Pepper. All right. Hello? Hi, dad, it's Amy and... Tim... From Factor Folklore, we were telling everyone a little bit about how our house was haunted and we wanted to know a little bit more about the story.
2: Oh, sure. I can give you a little bit of information about that. Well, this happened back in probably about, I would say, in the late 70s. My wife and I were watching TV and I was going to go to the refrigerator or something like that. And I turned around and so did my wife. And we saw this guy standing by the kitchen door He had top hat and tails on like a tuxedo, like the old, you know, Fred Astaire, the top hat, black coat with the tails and turned around and he was standing right there by the kitchen door. And, and I looked at Darlene and I, and I said, did you see that? She goes, yeah. And he went down the hallway and I followed, I don't know. I picked up something. And, I thought it was a bat. I don't know why it would have a bat. But anyway, I followed him down the hallway. Then all of a sudden, he turned and went into the bedroom. And I went, followed him into the bedroom. Then he went in the closet. You know, I was afraid to open the door. And I finally opened the door, and there was nothing there. Not a single thing. It was just weird. So I wonder why
0: he he knew where the closet was. I wonder why he went to the closet. Something.
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he knew where it was. I just think that, you know, apparently he was escaping, and you know, because this house was only built in like around nineteen sixty-seven, I think. Uh huh. And we were the only second people to move it to be in this house, you know. And of course, I don't know. The other people never mentioned
0: anything. Sometimes when ghosts do that, they're trying to show you something. It's kind of a Something to think about. I wonder if there's any significance to that closet because you have other closets that are closer and other rooms that are closer.
2: Yeah, I don't. Well, I, don't I don't know. the The only thing is, is that after this had happened, that I did kind of look for an explanation, and I had found that back in 1938 there had been a flood of the Santa Ana River that an eight foot wall of water came tearing through the mouth of the Santa Ana Canyon there. And took out the city of Atwood and another Hispanic city that was called La Jolla at the time, and it had flooded out Santa Ana. So, huh. this house was sitting in the orange groves because all this area here was orange grove, because that's what these Hispanic workers were all doing, where that's what their jobs were here sure. picking oranges and whatever. So, this whole area was multi groves. So,
1: was the ghost? Hispanic?
2: You know what? I wouldn't think so if he was wearing a top hat and tails. So it's
1: interesting because that top hat was popular in the 18, about the 1860s until the 1920s. Do you know when that flood happened?
2: This flood was in 1938. The one that was, that took out Atwood and Mahoya and flooded Santa Ana.
1: Do you think it was someone who was swept away in the flood?
2: I kind of suspect that, you know, and it might even have been somebody, there had been an earlier flooding, but there was no population in this area at the time, was back in 1862. And I'm thinking maybe somebody had gotten washed in that flood from Riverside area, San Bernardino, somewhere, you know, because the Santa Ana River runs all the way up into that area. Might have been somebody that had been Washed in that flood even.
1: Talk about what happened last night.
2: Oh, so I went back on the computer last night and I was looking up about the flood because I wasn't really sure if I had read that before or something. So I went on there and I was looking for the floods of the Santa Ana River. I looked it up and I found out about the other big storm that was in 1862 and found out in 1938 there was 43 people that were killed in that flood and mostly children. After I did that, I walked back into Amy's room, which is at the back at the end of the hall. What
1: time of night was this?
2: Oh, this was probably around nine o'clock, I think.
1: What time do I normally go to bed?
2: Right around that same time.
1: Right before I go to bed. Oh, my That's God. the point of this whole thing. That was terrible what,
2: timing. What,
0: what, what happened?
2: So as I went in there, as they was telling Amy about the floods and that, all of a sudden I got this cold chill, but it wasn't like... A cold chill down my whole body was just down my arms.
1: And then he tells me, like, oh, I got this whole chill. At the same time, I got a chill. And then I was trying to go to sleep, and I couldn't go to sleep. And then I finally did go to sleep. I woke up. This is how my nightmare started. I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning. I was freaked out. I just felt eerie. And I had to go to the bathroom, and I had to try to convince myself to just haul butt into my parents' room to go to the bathroom. I finally did, and I get back into my room, and I'm just trying to sleep, and I can't. So I end up paying all my bills at 1 o'clock in the morning. Nice. But my bills are paid, and my paycheck is gone.
0: Maybe it was your bills that were haunting you.
1: They
2: were.
0: See? Now, Pepper, let me ask you this. The flood in 18, what was it? 1862. Do you remember that flood?
2: (laughs) You know what? I had just got my first horse riding lesson.
0: You got your horse license?
1: Well, that's cool. So mom saw the ghost. I thought someone else saw the ghost. Okay,
2: later on, say maybe 10, 15 years later, my nephew was staying. And so happens he was sleeping in the same room that Amy sleeps in now. And he started yelling, he's in the closet, he's in the closet. And I opened up the closet, but there was nothing there.
1: You told me that was Tina's
2: room. Well, it was Tina's room, but it's your room now, right? Oh. I
1: hate that closet. I still hate that closet.
0: Let's
2: investigate
0: it.
1: No, we're not doing that in my closet. I will. Nope. Uh, <laughs> do you think that you could have hallucinated the spirit? Two people
0: don't don't. Have the same delusion, whatever you want to call it. hallucinate. I,
1: I agree with that. I think that people don't hallucinate the same thing.
0: Absolutely. But
1: what I think could happen is my dad says, oh, my gosh, did you see that? And my mom... Says, uh, yeah. Have you ever had someone talk you into thinking that yeah, you saw if, something? Yeah, but she
0: saw, if he said what was he dressed in, she said top hat. That's not.
1: But maybe that put that idea in my dad's head. He just saw a shadow, and when he, she said top hat, he went, "Oh
2: yeah, that's top." No, hat. I, I saw it before yeah. I even asked her about it, what he was wearing.
0: In other words, it was as transparent as President Trump, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Got to edit that one out. <laughs> Has there ever been any other spirits in the house that you know of?
2: No, just those two, except for the little dog that runs around here. I hate that. Little well, dog. What, what about spirits
0: like wine, uh, <laughs> wine a lot of bourbon? <laughs>
2: yeah, tequila.
1: All right, Dad. Well, thank you so much for talking to us.
2: Thanks, Pops. Thanks for having me. I'm my story out. Maybe that thing will disappear from our house now. No. I thought it did
0: disappear. It'll probably come
2: back. But I I haven't seen it, but I, like I said, I had that chill last night. ah, so. oh,
1: Great. Okay, we'll leave all the lights on at home. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pepper.
2: All right. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: So, what do you think? Do you believe that there was actually a guy in the top hat that
0: ran through my house? I do. Uh, again, we've talked about it before. No two people can see the same thing as a delusion or imagination. So your mother saw it and your dad. So I feel it was real.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. So we talked about the different types of reasons why Uh, ghosts could haunt a house. mm -hmm. What do you think this one was?
0: I think he was trying to point
1: something out. So you think unfinished business?
0: Unfinished business. There's something he's trying to point out in the house. I don't know what it is, but he's trying to point something out.
1: And maybe he found it.
0: Yeah. He left. Maybe he just wanted to... Or maybe he'll come back because you still haven't found it. Who knows? I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. It's just weird that he would go to the closet. And and, then just disappear. Yeah. It's like... It says, my house, I'd tear apart that closet.
1: And Uh. just some background about my dad. He's definitely a skeptic. So that's why... Out of all stories, I believe his more. And I've heard... My mom didn't want to be on the podcast, but she has the exact same story. I've heard this story since I was a little girl, and it's always been the same. There's never been any change with the story. No uh, deviation. Except the fact that they always told me that it was... Later, he goes on to say that my cousin found it in my closet, so that was the only thing that has been changed. All the... When the yeah. cousin saw it and said, he's in the closet. And apparently that was my closet. But you know what? I, that closet does creep me out. Like, I don't like that closet. I don't, I cannot sleep with those doors open. Huh. I have to shut it. And so that and like the hallway, but I think the hallway is just because it's a dark, long hallway. I uh-huh. think it's just creepy, but I've never liked my closet doors. So, so you want to do another call?
0: Sure. We'll get a call.
1: Okay. So this is going to be Jessica. Uh-huh. She, Has a couple stories about... I remember Jessica.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're going to give Jessica a call because she has another haunted house story for us. So we're going to give her a call and see if we can kind of determine if her house was really haunted. Jerry. And why it was haunted. So let's give her a call. Hello? Hi, Jessica. This is Amy and Tim with Fact or Folklore.
3: Hi, how are you?
1: Good. How are you doing today?
3: Good. Thank you. Oh,
1: I'm doing good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So we heard that you have some experience with a haunted house, and today's show is on haunted houses. So we wanted to know a little bit more about your story.
3: Okay, great. Let's see. I moved into the house when I was about two years old. And I lived there until I was 18. And during that time frame, just a lot of different things happened to make us believe that there was, you know, some kind of spirit or ghost that was present.
1: Did you ever see anything or what were some of these experiences that led you to believe that it was haunted?
3: Well, the first experience I think that my family had was the day that we were sitting at the kitchen table and my mom You know, says, I mean, I was kind of little. I don't really remember this part, but that she would just hear noises in our playroom. My sisters and I had a playroom in the house, and it was almost like the toys were being played with in there, and you could hear it. But if you went in there, there was nothing or nobody in there but you could hear the sound of the toys being played with.
1: Did you ever see toys misplaced in that room?
3: It was a disaster zone in that room most of the time, so I don't think I ever would have noticed that. So no, I wouldn't say that, but in the garage, things happened in the garage where things were misplaced.
1: What were some of the things that were misplaced in the garage?
3: In the garage, that was another area that the ghost or spirit liked to be we had an ironing board set up in there and we had the ghost would move it. It would be moved like from end to end or it would be moved from sitting on the dryer to the ironing board. And the other thing that I remember would be that if you plugged in the iron to the wall, shortly thereafter it would be unplugged. Huh. And
0: so it he- wasn't
3: a loose thing. Outlet. It wasn't like you know it would just fall out. It's like you kind of had to jam it in there to get it in there, and then you know if you let it warm up and come back a few minutes later, it'd be
1: unplugged.
0: Maybe he got burnt by it at one time. Possibly, or maybe it was someone that died in
1: a fire and he was afraid of starting a fire,
0: or he wasn't afraid of wrinkling his clothes.
1: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Do you think that it was the same spirit? Because it sounds like the one in the room may have been a child.
3: I do believe the one in the room was a child for the fact that it did play with the toys. I mean, I guess it could have been more than one ghost or spirit there, but we always chucked it up to being the same person.
0: What kind of toys did you have? Like dolls or were they like cars or... What were
3: well, they? we we were three girls, so it was a lot of dolls.
1: So you always heard, like, toys and stuff. Did you ever see anything?
3: Do you want me to talk about the thing that you saw?
1: Jessica and I actually know each other from junior high. And this house is about two blocks from our high school. So when we went to high school together, I would always meet at her house. So when her sisters were freshmen in high school, we were juniors. And I would always go to their house and... Her sister's friends would meet and we all kind of meet together and we'd walk to school together. And it was kind of like one of those things that if all their friends got there, they would walk before Jessica and I. If we all were there, we'd all walk to school together. So it was pretty common that everyone would be at the house by the time I got there. So I got in the morning, and I was walking into the house and I figured because it was kind of late getting there. So I figured her sisters must have left and I didn't see anyone in the house. So I walked in, uh, which now I think about it, I never even knocked on your door. I would just walk in. Yeah. So I walked in your house and I walked past the room that you say that your mom would hear twice, which was at that time still your sister's room. Right. I walked past it and I saw a stuffed animal fly across the room and it was almost like someone was making a bed and they were moving it out of the way so they can make the bed and then re-put it back on. Walked right past the room, I saw it there and I stopped and I said, oh, are you in your sister's room? And then Jess was like, no, I'm in my room. And I was like, oh, okay. So I walked back, didn't think anything of it. And we were talking and somehow she was like, my sister's already left. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're in their room. And she's like, I'm pretty sure they left. I was like, well, I just saw a toy fly across the room. And at this point, I already knew this house was haunted. We'd already had some experiences there. She's like, that's the room that is haunted.
0: What was the stuffed animal?
1: It was pink bunny. Okay. Do you remember that pink bunny? I do. Yeah. I Cross
0: wonder way. if that pink bunny was into like hip hop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> the toy flew across. And so she's like, my sister's left already. We went into the room to see if they were still there. And guess what? The toy was across the room and nobody was in there. And I think I left you. Didn't I run away? and Yeah. Leave? You bolted.
3: You like oh. took off running. And I was like, Okay.
1: <laughs> I remember you yelling at me saying, wait, I have to lock my door. <laughs> I was like gone. You
3: were gone. And I remember I walked to school by myself. And then later that day, I was like, what the heck? Like, why did you take off like that? And you were like, I'm so freaked out. Like, that's not okay. <laughs>
0: you sure that, that stuffed animal wasn't a chicken? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was actually freaked out. And then this is has nothing to do with paranormal activity, but just a funny part of that whole day is I was freaked out all day like yeah you were so I go to second period and I was sitting there and all of a sudden we had a power outage at school the lights went off and I screamed like super high-pitched in my math class and everyone was like seriously like the lights went off and you let me hear scream? you scream how no. did you come right. on and then the lights went back on, I was freaking out, and I was like, no, you guys don't understand. There's a ghost. It's following me. It's here. And then right after that, we get an announcement on the loudspeaker, and it's like, sorry for the power outage. Edison is working on our power, and we'll have rolling blackouts today.
0: Casper is working on our power. Yeah.
1: And exactly. <laughs> I said that my face went just completely white, and I was freaked out. But that's the story that I remember about your house. I think we would fake ourselves out with a lot of noises and creaks that happened there. But that one was 100% real. And that freaked me out.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was real. The other weird thing that would happen back in the garage seemed to be either like in the playroom or the garage where this all this stuff would happen, was our dryer. And in the mornings before school, I was usually too lazy to iron or I knew the iron wasn't going to work. I'd put my clothes in the dryer in the morning, you know, to unwrinkle. You would t- turn the knob to set the timer, you know, for however long you wanted it. And if I walked away even for 30 seconds and came back, the dryer would be off.
0: I'll bet you... The old house that was there burnt down in a fire. I bet you this ghost is saying, hey we don't want another fire or whatever i bet you i bet you it's something like that
1: background on this house it was built in 1976 which is pretty recent however the area that this house is in the houses yeah. around it are much older I'll bet it was right a-
3: we we were the only newer house in that entire area
1: and on top of that the other houses were all single family houses and that was the only duplex so we don't really know the history of the house or the, the, land, you mean. or the land, or the land, right? We, right, right. But we think that that house was not the original house that was there. We think it was probably rebuilt.
3: I can ask my grandparents, too, since they were the owners of that house, like maybe they know
1: something. Did you ever consult anyone about the spirits that you have encountered there?
3: Probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, I did go to a psychic and I don't even think I brought anything up to the psychic about my house. Like I didn't even ask about it. She somehow kind of picked up on it and was like, Oh, the house you, you grew up in, there's something there. I was like, yeah, we always sensed it. We've always felt it. According to her, she said that there was a little boy that had lived in that house who died when he was about seven or eight years old. And she said his name was Michael. Again, I've never really done any research on that, but it would make sense if it was a young boy for the fact that it did play with the toys a lot. And then, yeah, the fire thing kind of makes sense too because I, of unplugging everything and turning everything off in the that, garage. I was like,
0: I'll bet you.
1: Did she ever say how he died? She didn't say that.
3: And if she did, I don't remember.
1: yeah. So, it's yeah. interesting, but I do think that there has to be something with some kind of fire or electrocution and, or something that's causing the spirit to not want things kept plugged in. Yeah, and
0: because that yeah. house is on a corner, the 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 door faced Schaefer, didn't it? Or what was that street?
1: Uh, yeah, Schaefer. Yeah.
0: The older house could have been on the other street. The address could have been...
3: On Palm, yeah, because we were right there on the corner.
0: If you look at the Palm address, figure out what the next one is. Or the one oh, you hard. could do that, yeah. That's how we can find out. Mm-hmm. We should
1: go look yeah. at. Maybe we'll look it up and have an update. I mean, obviously, you grew up in this house, so you were pretty used to hearing about paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. But the something that you would say that you're a believer in? Am I a believer in it? Yeah, like, do you
3: think? Oh, absolutely, yes.
0: <laughs> did you ever have a hard time sleeping at night, or just kind of became part of life and it never really bothered you?
3: You know, like if my sisters and my dads were at home, it didn't bother me. But there were nights, you know, as I got older, like that I was home by myself. I remember those nights. Oh, my gosh, I'm here by myself. (laughs) This isn't okay.
0: (laughs) Did you ever make any noise or do anything when you were by yourself?
3: No, except for those few things that I said, you know, the playroom, the dryer, the iron. I mean, that was really it. It didn't do much of
1: anything else but those three things.
0: I never heard any voices.
1: No, I never heard any voices. Even like outside of that house, have you had any other paranormal experiences? And the reason why I ask is because after researching why houses are haunted, Sometimes the house isn't haunted. The person is haunted. Oh, spirit can follow you around. So have you experienced this in any other house or places that you've been?
3: Okay. So the house I live in currently, I experienced something briefly. We'd only lived here for maybe a few months and it did kind of freak me out. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, Matt, we have a ghost, but it only happened the one time. And then nothing's happened since. But it's a really complicated story. Okay. So the house I currently live in, prior to us moving in, there were a few college students that were renting this house. And the college students, they kind of all started gradually moving out. And I think there was only one gentleman still living here prior to us buying the house. And it's funny because his parents actually tried to buy the house and then it just kind of didn't work out, fell out of escrow. And that's how Matt and I were able to buy the house in this meantime, with us trying to buy the house, the guy, that was living here died in a motorcycle accident.
0: Holy moly.
3: And his parents didn't end up moving into the house. That's how we got the house. We moved in and we were getting a lot of his mail and we were getting like people coming to the door looking for him, mostly like insurance people, because I guess they couldn't find his parents because they were in the process of moving during that time as well. <laughs> One morning, I was in the kitchen packing lunches for the kids and I kid you not like there was just this like a presence like I could just feel a presence kind of like right by our doorway which is next to the kitchen I just knew it was him I don't know why I knew that you know and I don't know what I sensed but I just were standing there for a few minutes and I was like okay he's here and it makes sense that he would be here because this was the last place he lived. And I think at that point he thought his parents were gonna be moving into this house. And it was only a couple minutes that I felt this presence and then it kind of it just went away. So I said something to my husband, maybe we need to sage the house. Maybe we need to tell him to go away. Like his mom and dad aren't here. This isn't his house anymore. I don't know. But I actually never got around to doing that because I haven't sensed it since. And we've been here like three years now.
1: I bet you what happened is he was expecting to see his parents really right. weren't his parents. And then that was enough to have him go to the light. Or, or light.
0: he was saying, what in the hell are you doing
1: in my house?
3: Yeah. If he but, left? And you want to know something a little weirder? Just kind of connecting the story full circle. Well, we were getting all this mail and an insurance guy finally showed up and he's, do you have any way of getting a hold of his parents? We have their money for them. And I was like, no, I have no idea who these people are. And he gave me his business card. And I'm like, oh, okay. Within a few days after all of this happening, I was at my friend's house and she was telling me, she's oh my gosh, this poor teacher at my school, her son was killed in a motorcycle accident. Wow. I went over and bringing her food, blah, blah, blah. And when I was like, was her son's name, you know, and I said his name, she goes, yes. How do you know that? And I was like, oh my gosh, because I knew him and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm living in the house that, you know, they tried wow. to buy through my mutual friends like we were actually able to get them connected to the insurance company that was trying to get a hold of everything it was really
1: weird do you think that was fake i think so absolutely Ah, wow, that's crazy that's Isn't pretty
0: cool it? i like that
1: and yeah. so you don't have anything in that house no nothing
3: since then
0: well in the future let us know if anything happens at that house because we'd really be interested in coming over and doing a uh investigation yeah there we go
1: Okay, that is so crazy. Yeah. Well, Yeah, whatever. I think
3: I don't know. I think it just happened because it was like meant to happen so yeah. that his parents could get in contact with everybody. It was I don't know.
1: Well, that's a cool story. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and give us your story. Um, Absolutely.
3: Really- yeah, thank you. Yeah. And you get a free t
1: shirt. So we're gonna- well, thanks so much. Talk to you later. Okay,
3: thank All you. Right.
1: Bye. Bye. So I never heard that second story about the kid from the motorcycle. But I thought that was pretty mm. crazy.
0: That was pretty awesome. I mean, she didn't see him, but she felt the presence there, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome.
1: Do you think that that's more common to just feel something in the air?
0: No. Like Janelle was saying, there's everybody has different sensitivity to that. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you use that and if you know how to make it stronger more... Clairvoyant, I guess you'd
1: say. And Jessica did say that she was really open to like the paranormal world. And she's definitely a believer in the spiritual realm. So I think because of that, she's predisposed to be a little bit more accepting to that type of activity. That's a crazy story. I really do think that there's more fate played in that because she ends up knowing a mutual friend that knows the guy's mom. Like, I feel like that's way beyond just sure. a coincidence.
0: That was good. And then, you know, I'd like to investigate that property of our other house because yeah. I think that the little boy and maybe the, the dad or the mom, I think there was a fire. I would think because that spirit or whoever was doing that was very concerned with the dryer and the iron, mm-hmm. which can cause a fire. So, I don't know. be kind of cool to, to look into that. But I
1: wonder what year that this all happened.
0: Well, We'd have to find out because the address might have been on Palm and not on Chick.
1: So, haunting of houses. What do you think? Fact or folklore?
0: I'm going strictly fact.
1: I'm also going fact. So, today's verdict will be fact. And this case is closed.
0: That's our story. And we're We're sticking to
1: it. Fact and folklore out. Bye. Bye.